1: This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode number 192, and we have got longtime Cleveland sports personality and anchor for WOAO Sports. Mark Schwab joins us to have a beer and talk about the Browns and how incredible it is that they are eight and five plus. We're gonna talk Blue Jackets. We're gonna talk Cleveland Cavaliers. We're gonna do a little commercial fun that turns disastrous and so much more. So coming up the driveway, unfold your favorite lawn chair, Crack open a cold one and join us for Garage Beers. What is going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night. It is the OBR streaming network, and that can only mean one thing. It is time for the Garage Beers podcast. Welcome on in to episode 192 of Garage Beers as we make our way. We're bowling towards episode 200. You guys remember what happened? Episode 100. You guys remember our guests for episode 100? were joe thomas rick nash and the one and only austin carr you know we're working on big things for episode 200 so make sure you stay tuned as we work our way there i believe that episode happens like at the beginning of february if i'm not mistaken so uh we are set for a good time here tonight though episode 192 we've got a fantastic special guest a guy that just chad you're the first guy that suggested him and i went man that guy just seems like he's a great fit to come on and talk sports with us on the Garage Beers podcast. We're going to bring him in here in a little bit, uh, but we got a lot of great stuff to get to. Before we do that, uh, we're brought to you proudly here on the OBR streaming network. The Orange and Brown Report is Cleveland's oldest and largest independent Cleveland Brown site. And then on Tuesday nights, they let us knuckleheads get together and talk about the Browns and the Cavs and the Blue Jackets and the Guardians and the Buckeyes and bad commercials and anything we want to talk about. So, Make sure you are tuned in to the OBR streaming network. Make sure you're tuned in to the OBR.com. Get subscribed uh, and share the OBR with your friends. Again, the best place to get Cleveland Browns coverage in all of Cleveland Happens right here on the OBR. Also, make sure you are following the Garage Beers podcast and all the socials at the Garage Beers everywhere that you want to follow us. We are adult men that make TikTok videos, so make sure you follow us there. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, and and you can stay tuned with everything that's going on here with Garage Beers. Joining me as always, I'm your host, Michael Keith. Find me online at Garage Beers. Mike, and with me as always, first down in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, it's Joey oh, Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's up, Joe? I was ready to be called on. That's exciting. I I got to, what do you guys gave me a hard time because I always go to Chad first. So I decided to go
2: to you first, Joe. Great. I'm doing fantastic. I got a new mattress. I survived a prolific <laughs> round of tornadoes in Nashville this past weekend. Like Oh, that's that's not funny. Yeah. That's not funny, but like man, it's it's been a wild couple of days here. Uh uh, but happy to be here, happy to be on with you guys. Uh cheers to a Browns victory on Sunday. Did they
3: did they come and, and- put your mattress in, in your room for you or what it did it yeah out? it was it
2: was sitting down uh in my basement which is our front door for uh, like a week or so and we couldn't open the front door and like one guy came to deliver it we got a full crew on friday it was fantastic ah. it's so comfy my body is you're so, oh you're so lucky well glad good so right comfy.
3: Now. well good <laughs> so glad good. they finally uh, delivered on the white glove service
2: yeah, dude, I just dude the first time. though. No, I don't
1: know. Imagine having to move your own mattress. <laughs> what, what kind of world are we it's living heavy. in here? What kind of world are we living first, in? All I know is
2: problems. it's either stay with the house when we leave here or we got to bring someone in to take it down because I can't lift it.
3: <laughs> Hi, Purple. Do you guys do door to door service? You guys do you, have do you guys have movers?
1: Do you guys have movers? <laughs> I love it. Uh, you hear his voice there. Also joining us over on the east side of Cleveland. Find him online at Garage Beers. Chad, it's Chad Meyer. What's up, Chad? Boys,
3: imagine your job signs you to a 10 year, $700 million deal, (laughs) right?
1: I can't imagine that.
3: And then, but then you're like, ah, you know what? I already have enough money. Why don't we just, you know what? Why don't you just pay me a little less than that so we can, we can, we can help, you know, bring other employees in and, uh, you know, help this company thrive. And then, you know, just, just pay me the rest of it later. So like, I don't know. So when you're done, you know, done after that 10 year agreement, you're getting paid $68 million on a yearly basis for doing absolutely nothing. What are you doing? When you want it, when you yeah. want it the most too. What are you doing with yourselves? By the way, like I couldn't sit and do nothing, but I, I could, that's the thing. Like what are, what are you boys doing with yourselves? If that's
1: the, if that's your, if that's your life. Any freaking thing I want, Chad. I, I know. I'm just doing. saying. What are you? What are you I'm, doing? I'm golfing. I'm going on vacation. I'm golfing and I'm going on vacation. And I'm buying. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm buying like a, the best like Loge at every sporting team I like. And I'm going to every Super Bowl yeah. from here on. Like I'm doing everything I want to do. What? Yeah. Like
2: I would build like I'm probably. I'm going
1: to open a brewery. That will
2: oh, happen. I, I would build like an MLB quality stadium for like a local little league team.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: just spend the rest of my days yeah. coaching.
3: Yeah. I would work like miniature golf course security. Like I would just do something <laughs> stupid. It's your golf course is security. I, I'd
1: have to, I'd have to hey, like, can you see Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani working at your local swings and things. Yeah. Right. Like he's like, he's like, like he's, he's pushing hey, the, off the bumper boats.
3: He's pushing the go-karts out from spinning out. Like he's just, he's, he's pushing it back.
1: Dude, it's, <laughs> it's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk sprint. about it. I got it set up. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because it's one of the wildest things I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that show Hayatani thing is wild. And what's funny is it's a, such a good deal for the Dodgers because 600 and some million dollars in 10 years isn't going to look like hardly anything. Right. Uh, so it's wild. It's wild. But yeah, uh, we've got a great show coming up again a little bit later in the show. We will talk about things like that. Uh, we're going to get into the Cavs. We're going to get into a little hockey talk. Uh, we got a great uh, kind of fun game at the end of the show that we're going to get into. But first, we got a great special guest tonight. We're going to bring him in. Uh, this guy has been around Cleveland sports for a long, long time, uh, a, a longtime sports uh, personality and now a sports anchor at WOIO here in Cleveland uh, and just one of the most entertaining guys that cover sports in all of Cleveland. We're really excited to have him on. Let's bring him in right now. It's the Schwabi. It's Mark Schwab. Mark, welcome into the Garage Beers podcast.
4: Gentlemen, thank you for having me. I know I am among my people when things like a new mattress is the highlight
5: that's of damn, the week. damn right that you know what <laughs> it's huge the kinship
4: That's what, it's, it's where we're it's, all we're the same we're one what
2: a day what it's a beautiful a journey you take once every 10 to 15 years and let me really tell you is i had no I finally... idea by
4: the way there was such a need for security at miniature golf outlets but <laughs> well, you know <laughs> things are getting crazy out there
3: <laughs> listen you never know right kids these days <laughs> all right <laughs> They're gonna be hanging on the windmill, breaking stuff. I have no idea, Mark.
4: <laughs> think of Adam Sandler. What, I do, <laughs> what? You're gonna die, clown!
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I do want is a guy that can wing a, wing a golf ball 100 miles an hour at those kids while they're doing that, and that's what we're I talking about. You your
4: guy, <laughs> yeah.
1: and that golf it's course needs a Shohei Otani. Heaven goodness need an yeah that's what we do here mark we talk about just eliminating back pain with beautiful new mattresses that's that's the whole purpose of our show
4: <laughs> we are old men with beers and basements and let's go damn
1: right. right damn right <laughs> Another wrong oh, that's my favorite it's my favorite thing to be it's my favorite thing to be all right so mark welcome on in uh i can't believe uh, it's a shame on us for making it uh 192 episodes and having you on for the first time but okay. uh better late than never Better than than never, and we, pre- we appreciate you coming in so we're going to start we're going to get into the cleveland browns and that's what we're really going to talk about with you during your time here but before we get into the cleveland browns this show is called the garage beers podcast and the purpose of the show is that it's good friends talking sports over a beer and so let's start with our favorite segment of the week which is our garage beers of the week mark what we do is we take we just go around the horn and just tell everybody okay. what we're drinking so yeah i saw you have a beer there yeah uh, I'm so let us on. know so
4: uh, the beer fridge is running low but I did have one left of one I really enjoyed. Headhunter.
1: Yeah, there you go. From
4: yeah. uh, Fat Heads. And it's a tremendous IPA. If you've never tried Fat Heads, uh, go there. It, it is not healthy. It is very delicious. And the beer <laughs> yeah. is outstanding. So that, I'm working on one Headhunter. If I drain this, I'm going to have to go to some Haze Craft from Great Lakes. That's about all I got left in there.
1: Ooh. ooh. Also a good one. Though. That's solid. Also a good That's one. Solid. All right, so uh, a great choice. Uh, headhunter award-winning beer out of yeah. Fat Heads. So good call there. All right, Joe, let's send it down to Nashville. What are you drinking? Yeah, I
2: also love that Mark knows to bring two beers to this show, you know, just, just <laughs> yeah. in case. Just, yeah, just <laughs> a backup. Because I also, have, I also have my backup beer ready, beer ready to go. Uh, this is my dinner beer that I had at uh, Great Lakes Christmas Sale. I also, look at this thing. Look at this little holder guy. It's like a little, like, Yeti thing, but it holds the, the long neck. Tremendous. On it. Come at that. Outstanding. Tremendous. Genius. My hand is new nice ma- and warm and new, ma- and new
3: mattresses and gadget koozies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We're We're I'm the start. dream down here, boy. We're off to a great start. We're, We're starting starting strong.
1: <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe, whatever the name of that koozie company is, we need to, we need it. And then, you know, we need them to call us for advertising. It, Frost buddy. Frost buddy makes oh, too yeah. much sense. I got to call them. Yeah. I got to call Clearly them. Frost call buddy. Them. We know you're listening. You can we also put tall and skinnies
2: in here too. Like the, like uh seltzer cans that size.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, it does everything. All right, Chad, what about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking
3: three Floyd's, uh, the Dismembers Only Imperial Milk Stout. I don't know if you guys can see that. Look at that little beauty art there. Yeah, Yeah, look at that. It's uh, it's this is a beer right up Mike's uh, alley. This is aged in bourbon barrels with uh, Mm. cherries and dried bananas added and everybody's favorite cocoa nips. So uh, here we are. It's uh. By the way, it's thirteen point five percent. So this might be the only Ooh. one. I
4: Do not need a backup beer. No, no, no. I sure don't. No. The one and only.
1: I hope. I hope you have a second because at the end of the show, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. We're going to be laughing a lot at the yeah. end of the
3: show. Uh, listen, listen. Yeah, of course I have a second. What are we talking about here? <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, no. no. All right, and then that brings it to me. And uh, one of my favorite newer breweries in Cleveland, over in Lakewood, is Immig- Immigrant Sun Brewing. Uh, really good restaurant and really good beer uh, in what used to be like a nature's bin uh, uh, grocery store. And now it's a good brewery. So this is the Mikulas, I don't know how to say that, Mikulas, something like that, holiday ale. I'm all in on Christmas ale season. And so look at that right there. The beautiful amber color of a delicious Christmas ale. tasty. And that is, it is delightful. So those are our garage beers. I saw some people in the comments posting their beers. Keep posting that. Joey's throwing that stuff up there. Welcome on into the garage beers podcast. If you're joining us live, jump in the comments, ask questions, join, be a part of the conversation, and we'll pop you onto the screen as we do that. But boys, cheers to you guys. And now let's get into the Cleveland Browns. And not just the Cleveland Browns, guys. Not just the Cleveland Browns, but the eight and five Cleveland Browns. The eight (laughs) and five the eight and five team that is decimated by every injury and it keeps happening. It just, every time they win a game, somebody goes out for the season. It's the opposite of every time a bell rings and angel gets its wing. Every time the Browns lose or Browns win, somebody goes out for the year. That's how this thing works, but they keep winning. And that's what's gone on. The Cleveland Browns go up against a Jacksonville Jaguars team a Trevor Lawrence who yeah he had a, a bit of a hobbled ankle but he looked pretty decent to me running around on that ankle and they get a victory in a game that they really dominated up and down the field uh Mark Schwab man have you ever seen a have you ever seen a season like this before
4: all right so every year in football you always hear this is a weird year I hate that phrase because literally yeah. we say it every single year but what is <laughs> weird about for the Browns is what you just said it's that Not only are they getting guys hurt, every team has injuries, right? Everyone has guys out for the year. But you're talking about some of the most important positions. Obviously, starting quarterback, uh, he's not out for the year, but Miles Garrett right now is not himself. Pass rusher, arguably the second most important. You're starting right tackle, left tackle, and now other right tackle are gone. (laughs) <laughs> um, I haven't even got the chubb yet because I don't, I'm a firm believer. No one is a running back away from winning the super bowl. However, he's probably the best running back in football. So let's go ahead and just put him on the list. And they were without ward for a long time. Uh, corner, I believe is one of the top five positions in football. So it's not just that they're getting hurt. It's the amount of injuries to specific positions that have quality players at them. And they keep winning. Yeah. And that's the, that's the crazy part, right now. Flacco looks like, it's like, what, First of all, why was this guy on the couch? Second of all, why in the world were we screwing around with this PJ Walker DTR fiasco? Because that, the reason they're in this is they somehow found ways to win with Walker under center, which I have no idea. They got lucky. <laughs> yeah. for it. Made no sense. But that's what kept them afloat. Now to get to this point that they find Flacco, plug him in, they got a chance to go do something. So, yeah, it's really weird. I was thinking about this earlier today. If you rank the quarterbacks in the AFC North, we do this all the time, Right. It's, it's always a, most people put Burrow one other than the Baltimore people. Mm. Then you put Lamar and then you always say Watson third, but if, you know, right. hey, cause if he gets trash. but if you start doing this now, if you'd have thought, Hey, in December, you're going to be ranking AFC North quarterbacks. And after Lamar, you're going to be at Flacco. And and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. like, what in the hell is going on in that division this
3: year? Oh Yeah yeah well we talked about it before and, and this, is a, this is such a brownsy type season only difference is though. they're winning the only difference is they're winning yeah
1: <laughs> I'd like yeah. to point out I'd like to point out boys that uh in in the midst of all of it Kenny Pickett is ranked number 12 like he is oh he's trash he is at the bottom <laughs> trash
4: he's yeah. trash dude I never bought it we were all commanded to believe this Kenny Bre- Kenny Pickett breakout was coming based on what his preseason they pointed at him last year you know what the next hot phenom does at quarterback not throw seven touchdowns this rookie year that <laughs> dude is bad <laughs> he, he ain't it i, I hope they sign I, him to a 10-year deal
1: <laughs> it's my favorite stat so far uh joe flacco has played uh, what two, two games and he yes. has one less touchdown on the season than kenny pickett
4: yes yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's insane. I, I love it. I, I I hope they sign him forever, just because you know he's he's from there. He's a first round pick. They're gonna play this song and dance with him for probably another couple of years. Please go to town.
3: Yeah. Glad sell sell him all you want. Sell him all you want to Pittsburgh. please do. Please,
6: God. yeah,
4: yeah. So yeah, 100%. it's it's great. The Browns obviously strongly in this as quarterbacks keep dropping in the AFC. Herbert goes down today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Herbert out for the year. Uh, not that they were in any sort of contention, because yeah, but it's well, just that, one that more team guy. is in a lot of quarterbacks. That team is see. in shambles. Yeah, oh, it's, but it's that like one more guy. Charges. Yeah, yeah, that's true. One more, one more guy that we were expecting to be really good, and and again, that's that's the story, and that's why that's why this season can still be exciting, right? That's why you can still feel like I think everybody keeps having this conversation about the Browns, where it's like. Yeah, they can make it into the playoffs, but then what? And I'm like, I'm looking at these other teams going, and especially lately, I'm you're even looking at the good teams. I'm going, am, do I do I not think they could beat Miami? I think they could beat Miami. Do I do I not think they could beat the way Kansas City's playing right now? I think defensively, right. who knew? I mean, maybe Eric Bieniemy was a pretty good offensive coach because uh, I'm, I'd be pretty confident in the Browns' defense against Kansas City. Who knew you'd say things like that? So that's part of the other fun of this is. You've got this guy, at quarterback that's able to do what we've been like for us. I've been screaming all season, just get a quarterback that can manage a football game. And with this roster, you're going to win games. You got that guy. There he is. Now you've got Flacco. He can go out there and manage games, but he can also make big throws. He's still got a cannon. Like there's still hope that in my head, there's still hope this Browns team can like make a run. (laughs) Like it's wild. What's
2: what's what's the return policy on Deshaun Watson? Dude, Is dude that, they didn't save the receipt. They didn't save the yes, receipt. No, no, no. Are we are we are we one day past the one year uh, trial yeah. period on that? They, they, the trial yeah.
4: period, the 90-day uh, window. Yeah. I mean, even if you bought around Christmas, sometimes you get that little extension, right. none of it applies. <laughs> I oh, no. they got him.
3: I said the same thing about my kid Joey when he was two months old and keeping me up, only getting two hours of sleep at night. And yeah, it's 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 the same thing, unfortunately.
2: I just I just love that you have a guy that's been on the couch for a year that's come out and doesn't need to shake the rust off. He's pinpoint accurate. He's making yep, the right yep. decisions. And it just, it, every excuse that we've made for Deshaun Watson over the past year and a half. Why? Why? Right. Where I mean, this guy's wasn't out quite as long as Deshaun, but I, I think it was
4: 11 yeah. months. Sure. That's a yeah. long time. And yeah. he had like barely any rust to shake off. Yeah, Right. I mean, Watson looked like garbage right. in his, first preseason a year ago in the, the few games he played last year you guys know all this He's, he never really looked good yeah. the Tennessee game people like like oh that's a great it was a good game It wasn't a great game it was a sure. good game and then he had the drive against the Ravens good never been great and we always talked about the time off you're right what how is Flacco doing this you know what I mean and with it, guys he hasn't been around very much other than yeah. Elijah Moore, who apparently is only a usable receiver when Joe Flacco is playing, which is a very <laughs> yeah. weird niche to yeah. have, but yeah. congrats, you have yeah. it.
3: You know what my only thought is over these past two games, guys, is 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 I think, you know what Stefanski's found here? He's found a version, a, a version, I'm not saying he is, I say he's, he's found a version of Kirk Cousins here. When when he finally got Stefanski's system, you know, after he's been in Stefanski's system for a while. I mean, Stefanski really the guy that elevated Kirk Cousins and Flacco is a, it's, it's, it's kind of in that same mold. He understands the offense. He knows where to place the football. He knows what he's doing. And it's, I don't know. That's just the comparison that I, that I that I feel like he's he's finally found a quarterback that he kind of jives with. And it just, it never felt like even through all of Watson's like trying to figure it out or rust or whatever. It's just, it never felt like they were on the same page, but through two games, it feels like these guys are on the same page.
1: They actually go down the field. What a concept. (laughs) Weird, right? I do, but, but I think there, I think there can be a lesson learned if they decide they want to learn a lesson. And if Deshaun Watson decides he wants to learn a lesson in this, I think part of the thing I think that we saw with Deshaun is that, I think he felt the pressure to be his old self. I think he felt the pressure to be Houston Deshaun Watson. So he was trying to do so much and there were so many games where he just, he was rushing and he was, and you could tell in his head, he was like, I got to make a huge play here. And I got to make a huge play there. I think the reason Joe Flacco has been so good is that there is none of that. It's just like, Hey, go out make your reads find a guy that's open and throw him the ball and we're finally seeing I, I, like there's a justification for Kevin Stefanski cuz for years going back to like 2021 with Baker Mayfield we've talked about Kevin Stefanski scheming guys open when you look at the tape receivers are open and guys just aren't hitting them and Joe Flacco's out there just making easy reads and hitting open receivers and i the lesson for me for Deshaun Watson is come back and you don't have to be 2018, 2019, whatever, Deshaun Watson again. Just come back and work your way into this offense and let yourself grow into what you want to be. And that should be the lesson they're learning moving forward because it isn't Joe Flacco next year. It isn't Joe Flacco the year after that. It's Deshaun Watson. And so hopefully these guys are learning some lessons as to how they're going to move forward with Deshaun. That, that's that's my take on it. Don't You don't have to do everything. Just come out and work your way into getting better and don't feel like you have to be A a pro bowler right off the bat. I don't know. No, there's something to be said for that. Obviously, game manager.
4: Yeah. Uh, There's something to be said for expectations. And some guys, when they get a big contract, in his case, he got the big contract and all the draft picks. They feel like they have to live up to it. It's human nature. I get it. Sure. Flacco had none of that. You're right. He's an old man coming off the couch. Nobody expects anything from him. Fine. I'm going to go throw the ball around. Oh, look, (laughs) there's five touchdowns in two weeks. And they won they beat the Jags no you're you're, I think that's a good point
1: so let's talk about something else that I that, that I think was fairly noticeable in this game against the Jaguars people love to talk about Kevin Stefanski and the way he calls the game right boys the people love to he either doesn't run the ball enough well he oh he never runs the ball enough according to everybody or uh they don't like when he runs trick plays they don't like the way he runs the ball somebody's always got things to say I I will say, I think in this game against the Jaguars, Kevin Stefanski called a whale of a football game. He seemed to call the right play at the right time. And I think at no point was it better demonstrated than on fourth down and short, he runs a little quick pass in a great route concept that finds David Bell just wide open. Just, I know the the cornerback slipped, but David Bell was wide open, whether he <laughs> slips or not, he may not have scored a touchdown if the corner doesn't slip, but he's wide open and David Bell runs down the field. The picture is great of him smiling, going into the end zone, scoring his first touchdown. Uh, but I think the play calling looked pretty darn good from Kevin Stefanski in this game against the Jags.
3: I, I mean, I think the play calling has been good for Kevin Stefanski ever since he. they've started all of these, had all these injury problems. I mean, he's had to adapt, he's had to adjust. And, and he's had this offense moving. I, I mean, outside of what? one, two games. And maybe, I mean, he's, he's had this offense still humming and still scoring points. Hell, they scored 38 points with PJ freaking Walker. So, <laughs> yeah. So the job that he's done is, is, is nothing short of, uh, amazing in my opinion. And, you know, for those people who, you know, doesn't run the ball enough. And obviously we're, you know, I'm kind of upset. We're not even going to run, we're going to run the ball even less now, now that, uh, we don't have, uh, uh, uh we're not going to be on our third string, right. Tackle. That's sarcasm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, the, the job he's done is nothing short of amazing. So, I mean, he's a lot closer to coach of the year and getting extended than he is to getting fired. So yeah, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's just what a job he's done this year. What's your
1: take the Robbie? What's your take? What for... are you a Kevin Stefanski guy? Me?
4: Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's done well this year. Uh, largely I haven't been the rip him up and down. I think Vegas had him as like number one or two odds of getting fired before the year. Um, I thought that was a little ridiculous. I mean, they, they made the playoffs his first year and then it's been two years of quarterback drama or garbage. Nobody wins that way really. Right? right. Um, and it was kind of a make or break year for him. I agreed with that. And and he's, if you'd have said before the year, it's going to be another year. Watson's hurt. And they got all these guys up and down and you play in Flacco in December. I'd have been like, geez, he's going to get fired because at some point you got to do it. And it's been another year of mess, but no, you guys are right. I mean, he's, they, they've somehow done this. And, you know, for all the talk of Mike Tomlin, you know, he wins games. He never loses, whatever. Kevin Stefanski's having one of those types of years. I'm certainly not yeah. going to say career. I'm not going to say they're going to go win a Super Bowl, but they're absolutely having one of those types of years. And he has done a pretty I, – I don't – every once in a while there's been a, a dumb play, like I can't remember which might have been the Rams game, the little sure. double reverse to strong. It's like, what are we doing here? Come on, just sure. come on. But, I mean, I remember there were games with P.J. Walker where he was calling plays, probably under the assumption of rational coaching being that your quarterback could actually throw a ball yeah. Yeah. From point a to point B Wouldn't and he had great? Elijah Moore wide open and Walker's like throwing stuff in the dirt. And, and some of this is yeah. like, you. that's an awesome play call, but the guy just didn't execute it. So some of those, yeah, right. I mean, he's made great calls and, and, and the players have let him down. I mean, it's been more good than bad. They are on their way to the playoffs. You would figure next year will be even better than this year when it comes to guys under center. And so no, he's got to get an extension, and he'll be what the first Browns coach since Cornell, I think, to get an extension of this <laughs> yeah wow. of this new regime and and Romeo got fired, I think one year into that extension. Um, <laughs> yes, he was he was so bad. I mean, they bumped into that one year where they were ten and six and and yeah, um but I don't think he's going to Jim Sorgie,
1: fricking Jim Sorgie, Jim, Sorge. that Sorge. son of a bitch. That's son of they, a bitch.
4: They should have beat the Bengals in the second to last season. The second to last game of the season.
1: They did. Uh, Derek Anderson throwing 27 interceptions in that game. That was fun. That, he's like, that, Oh, that uh,
3: Oh, Oh, a game. Kellen and Braylon won't bail me out. Fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember um, in, uh, I was in Greenbrier when they were down there for West Virginia and yeah. the Haslam spoke. And anytime they talk, obviously this is just a ton to get into. You can cover a lot of ground, but Jimmy <laughs> was talking about um, Stefanski, and he was kind of asked being asked questions like, you know, why'd you bring him back, and why are you so strong about it? I think it was Terry Pluto was was pushing him a little, and and not to be like a hard nosed guy, but just he was kind of looking for a certain answer, and he got it. And at one point, he got Haslam to just say, "I think he's a good coach." And oh, thank and, you. It was very thank you. That's what you want to hear sometimes. yeah the, the plain, clear, give me the good answer. I think he's a good coach, and you can see why. I mean, we're getting some things here. Now, I don't I'm not trying to say he's a top five guy in the NFL, but he's got a real case right now for coach of the year. Yeah,
1: yeah.
5: So yeah.
4: Yeah. he, he I, I'm he's not too bad.
1: I don't and I and I don't think I don't think he is the coach of the year. I don't think he wins the coach of the year this year. I think there's a couple guys that are ahead of him, but like but yes, Chad, 100%. He's certainly in the conversation. Just just yeah. realize when you have a good yeah. thing. Realize when you have a good thing. Realize when you have a good thing. Kevin Stefanski is a good thing. Uh, guys, again, more injuries get announced today. Maurice Hurst, uh, uh, this, is, this to me is like the outside of Nick Chubb. That's the most heartbreaking injury of the whole season. But man, Maurice Hurst, a guy that has had injuries in the past, but he's always been super talented. And when he plays, he's good, but he never stays healthy. And, man, did he stay healthy for a good amount of time in this season. And with four games left, he goes down with a pectoral injury. He's out for the year. So the Browns lose uh, Maurice Hurst. Jed Wills had surgery, so he's officially done. Uh, and so we're trotting out Jaron Christian and and James Hudson for the rest of the season at the tackles. Uh, that hasn't been that bad of a thing. I mean, they've not been I, – I would say they, those two guys have not been good offensive tackles especially in the past game, but, uh, they've been serviceable. Like, it's not like it's yeah. been like the line hasn't fallen apart. So you got to give credit to the other guys on the line and you got to give right. credit to Bill Callahan, but man, just more injuries keep piling up. And, and you just wonder, is there going to be a point? You don't want to be negative about this, but is there going to be a point where eventually it's going to be that one last injury where it's like, okay, like <laughs> how much more can we yeah. do? How much yeah, more can we take? Yeah. We're, like... we're,
3: yeah. We're getting to the point where next man up is like way too many next men up. Like it's like you you run out the of next like man next up is next
1: man up. Next man up is Coach Callahan. That he's the next <laughs> yeah. man up. Like
6: that's that's when you read next, next
1: man up is is it
4: Garen or Jer garen Christian and yeah. Joe Flacco. Like, oh yeah. Next man, <laughs> man up is supposed to be a turn of the guy in a locker next to you. Not the, the guy yeah. on the couch like a thousand miles away. Yeah. The Browns your next man. He's just kind of a guy out there.
3: But yeah. The Browns are going to have to start the next four games with like three false start penalties by default. Like, Oh, first and 25 from the 10. And yeah. uh, now just, now that they got those out of the way.
4: <laughs> I, you know, I, I, my thing with the offensive line is um, I, I learned a lot by watching th- these guys, the Bengals over the last few years. And uh, obviously their sojourn in finding protection for Joe Burrow. They, they started with a philosophy there of just have no trash cans, like, don't have a guy <laughs> that just straight up kills you Which the year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl they had like three or four on that line yep. yeah I mean if you play, no life,
1: Republic services Republic none. services stay
4: they're away to, right and so if you can get to the point where you don't have like one guy that just kills you you're fine and they're really good up the middle obviously so the tackles yeah. are what they are Hudson's been around a little bit Christian's serviceable he's played in the league before here he did okay when he played against you know baltimore he was in there um so as long as he's okay fine just no no guy where you can like line whoever their best guy up is on a, and just say we're gonna beat the crap out of that one guy every single play on your offensive line <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna have a real bad day because of it and and so far i don't think they're there yet hopefully yeah. not but you know there's still like several games to go And as you mentioned, every time they win, they lose a guy.
3: So let's see
4: see who you're talking about next week.
3: For every up, there's a down mark for every, for every good thing. There's a dick kick like to follow. It's
4: just, it's (laughs) It's just
1: been (laughs) wild.
3: It's it's just like,
1: uh. yeah. So let's talk. You talked about the the next few games. And I do want to finish with you, Mark, talking about the game coming up against the bears, because that has taken a totally different tone in this season.
3: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. we got, we got four games left. The Cleveland Browns are eight and five. They sit in the number one seed or the w- number one wild card spot. The division is still within reach. And the number one seed in the AFC is within reach. It's not likely. It's not likely. Right. But for them, like if they won out the rest of the season, it's actually not crazy what has to happen for them to, to like get the number one overall seed. Now that would involve them winning out, which is going to be difficult. Uh, and it would involve some teams losing. But again, after what we saw this last weekend, some teams looked a little more, a little bit more fallible than maybe they had in the past, but bears at home this weekend. We're going to talk about that game in a minute. You go to the Texans. And again, that's a game that I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous about because I think frankly here, people love CJ Stroud and they should. Of course. But I, I, I'm not super nervous about that game. I think this Browns defense looks pretty good against CJ well, Especially Stroud. if Stroud's out uh, for
3: any lengthy period. Well, and if he's out. But,
1: tell. Uh, yeah. Home against the Jets. Please, God, let that be the return of Aaron Rodgers. I would pay anything to see that. Uh, And then at the Bengals to finish the season, I mean, all four of those games, unless the injuries really come into play more, all four of those games, the Browns are going to be up. They may be a favorite in almost all of those games. Uh, I don't think there's a game game. there. I don't think there's a game there that says, you say, oh, they can't win that. Yeah. You know, we do this
4: thing every week on 19 on our website called the Hyundai Pigskin Poll people vote on it and then we talk about it on the tailgate our pregame show and the game the poll last week was which game were you most concerned about we had all five of them up there and the texans game won running away it's like 84 percent, and i think the other 16 were jacksonville and we were talking about this on the show with cribs the guys i'm like it's amazing how fast things can change like somebody down there could get hurt. Well, I'll be damned. All of a sudden, CJ Stroud gets hurt. The yeah. Browns show they can beat a Lawrence-led Jacksonville team. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, okay, even if CJ plays, I don't know if that game is that out of reach. That you you kind of want Garrett to be a little better by then. You're thinking in two weeks, Ward will be back by then because you know, he was at least getting in some practice sessions last week. Um, and if that's the toughest game, really, if that's the toughest game left at Houston, yes they can run the table i'm not saying i'm picking them to. i don't know what i pick them do because again the way you guys kind of mentioned every week somebody goes down but it's not unreasonable to say they could win out
3: sure sure now 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 what do you guys think because because this defense is good for as good as they are at home they seem to be a different defense on the road that means that thing, thing is in a the world. at all is the dumbest thing in the world
4: it's the dumbest thing in the world defense <laughs> is supposed to travel right yeah
3: i know <laughs> i know
4: <laughs> we've we, We've well, talked about it on our shows. I'm sure you guys have. We've asked, sure. I've asked uh, Josh Cribs and Reggie Langhorn. I think we had Metcalf on it this week. And it was like, they're all kind of, And these guys have played in the league and they're all, they're all kind of guessing maybe, you know, stuff like, well, your home crowd fires you up. And that's, that's all true. Right. But traditional yeah, defense travels and yeah. I don't know why, I mean, this is a, they go from like allowing 10 points a game to like 35, like this <laughs> yeah. isn't close. Right. right. It's not like there's like a six point gap.
1: Right. Right.
4: You know, you say no that, sense. Mark,
1: but you say that, Mark, but like it does, that to me doesn't make any sense. I feel like defense should get worse on the road because it should be easier to play defense when your fans are loud and it's harder to play offense. it's harder to play offense on the road than it is.
4: It like, is. But it's, it's the gap off. is just so big. It's like a 20. Well, they they're averaging like 10 points a game given up before this week against Jacksonville. And they were over thirty on the road. The gap is just so yes. large. That's the that's the part I mean. It, it's just and they look completely different. I mean, there's guys just gallivanting down the field wide open on the road for whatever reason. I, I don't get it. Didn't think you'd get gallivanting right, on the program tonight, did you?
3: Wait, <laughs> yeah. listen, it was on my big I put money yeah. on it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I got into my DraftKings and I threw down Gallivanting and I got a pretty good deal on that. So thank there you for winning some money there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about this game. Let's talk about this game against the Chicago Bears because now we're talking about last week, it was the story of one of the best NFL home teams in the Cleveland Browns against the best road team in the NFL, an undefeated road team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. This week, it's the opposite. It's a really good home team in the Cleveland Browns. Now six and one at home on the season against a team of two and five on the road this season. Uh, the Chicago bears. But ever since they made that trade in Chicago for Montez sweat, which we all were like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they trading for Montez sweat? Not me. Well, ever since they did that, ever since they did that, the Chicago bears have had a top five defense in the league. They have been excellent with turnovers. They've been excellent at They were terrible at pressuring the quarterback before Montez Sweat. Now they've been much better at pressuring the quarterback. That defense looks legit. And I think people are going to use this Detroit game to say like, oh, Chicago is great. Their offense has been real up and down, whether, uh, you know, the Detroit game they played pretty well, uh, but that offense is still pretty up and down. They have trouble running the ball unless it's Justin Fields. Uh, and they really have trouble throwing the ball unless it's fields to dj Moore, basically so uh, the cleveland browns defense should do big things in this game but that offense has got to avoid turnovers in this game they have to Mm
4: -hmm. it's one thing i mean for such a good team it is weird how often they've turned it over and how badly they've done in the turnover ratio you're right and the bears have been sneaky better i think they've won is it three of their last four or four three, of the last five three
3: of their last four and they've won back-to-back games for the first time since 2019
4: <laughs> yeah and they, they've been better i don't know what it is i don't know if it's just finally clicking i know you mentioned the sweat thing i didn't think that was a bad move either when they get it as long as yeah. when they made the trade i'm like as long as they extend him this yeah. makes sense i mean right you, you want yeah. pass rush and, and right he was a plug and play type guy um, I still don't know what fields is there. I don't know if any of us do really. It feels like sometimes you're like, oh yeah, he's awesome. And then there's times you're like, they need a guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they are, but I, I am, I am, a I don't want to, I don't have is to, but I wouldn't be surprised if the bears made this game very difficult. I mean, it's not like that game a few years ago where. What did, did Miles sack Fields like five times? Five times.
1: times, yeah. Yeah, eight sacks in that game. Right.
4: Eight in the game. I think Miles got him four or five by himself. Yeah, I yeah. don't.
1: I wouldn't be surprised
4: if Chicago made this difficult.
1: Yeah. Now, Chad, no. I know, I know you're pretty high. You're pretty high on Chicago. I will say this. I do want to say this. Uh, the the gauntlet for Chicago recently. It's not like it's. It's not like it's been. They're, they haven't really. I mean, this Lions game was their tough game. Well sure, and they I'm- and they came out on top, but otherwise they've been beating the Panthers and the Vi- the Josh Dobbs Vikings. Uh, and this is post Josh Dobbs honeymoon in Minnesota, so this is like the bad version. Uh and they got beat by the Saints and they got crushed by the Chargers. And so I I think this I, in my opinion the look at the Bears is a little it's a little bit too favorable for them. I don't think the bears are as good as I like, I think people are like, well, look out for the bears. And I'm like, ah, I don't really know if I'm really looking out for the bears. Really?
3: I don't think, I don't think it's as, don't get me wrong. I still think the Browns win this game. I just don't think this is a bears game. That is as, um, as much of a given, as it was, you know, as it would have been, say, if you looked at the same Bears team through the first four games, yeah, they haven't, you know, beaten a, a you know, a ton of great teams. The Bears gauntlet that they've gone through isn't bad, but you can't deny the, the, the vast improvement that they've made, uh, you know, cause, Oh, you know, the, so like I have it right here and this excites me too, because I haven't, you know, I don't get to talk bears with anybody really because well <laughs> I'm in Cleveland, uh, but you know, through the first four, <laughs> Through the first four games, look, I have it right here. Through the first four games, the Bears gave up 34 points and almost 400 yards of total offense. Their last uh, the last eight games, they've held opponents to 20 points and 286 yards of total offense. And they've also forced eight takeaways in their last two games. So it's, it's a marked improvement for this Bears team that was just god-awful to open the year. Now, do I think that? is going to carry over into this Browns game. I, I don't know. It remains to be seen, but it's definitely a bears team that is playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. So, I, I mean, I think this, I just think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think it might be. It's just not as much of a given.
2: Is, is Denzel word back this week?
1: Don't know yet. I don't know. He was, he, we thought he was back last week and then yeah. right before the game, he was on the inactive list.
2: <clears throat>
1: I, think so I, 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 I would hope, I'd hope that's a good sign.
2: I, I think, you know, Justin Fields isn't going to show you anything that you haven't seen from Lamar Jackson's whites this year. You've seen this type of quarterback like what? Like a miniature version of that, I would it's say. A, yeah, it's like a <laughs> mini Lamar. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's not <laughs> you've already seen like
4: get Lamar on Wish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've already seen the elite. No mobile, offense to Justin like, Fields. This is this is Lamar Jackson's little brother of the league right here. Um, I think the offense will probably have a couple turnovers in this game. Uh, it just kind of seems to be the trend. I don't know if that gets cleaned up. Wait. Uh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> but I think I, I spoke
3: out loud when I was saying like in my head. <laughs> oh, you're good. No, <laughs> when it I just think in my head the, came out and I didn't mean it to.
2: <laughs> uh I just think the Browns are in a good place this week. I, I think that it's not gonna be a clean blowout victory, but um I think they they can hang in this pretty handily.
3: But guys, Justin Fields is an Ohio State quarterback. Aren't we supposed to love him too? Like CJ Stroud? I'm we sure. love
2: Fields. Dude, oh, okay. He, oh,
4: forced, he forced the Big Ten to play football. I love that. He, <laughs> he, the Big Ten shut down, and Justin Fields and Ryan Day are like, bull. Get out there. We're playing. And they yes, yes. I can't believe they did that. They got, yeah. got to play for a national championship.
1: Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh listen. I, the way I think this game goes and, and, and Schwabi, let's do a little prediction here and then we'll, uh we'll let you get back to uh, bed or do whatever you're doing tonight. Uh But uh the way I think, the way I think this game goes, I think, uh, Chad, I think you're right. I think this could be a close game. I think it could be a little bit frustrating. I think you will see a couple turnovers by the Browns because yeah. it is the way they've played. But I also think the Browns win this by two touchdowns in the end. I think this is one of those games where like in the fourth quarter, it's just like, uh, they score a touchdown, they get a takeaway, they score again. And all of a sudden it's a two touchdown game and the bears won't be able to recover from that. So uh, in my opinion, this is a 24 to 10 victory for the Cleveland Browns against the Chicago bears. Uh, Chad, what do you think?
3: I, I, you know what? I like the score, um, that they beat the lions by. So I think the Browns win at 28 to 13. Uh, I, I think that's, uh, but uh, but I think it's like but I think like up until the fourth quarter it's like 17 to 13 or, or 14 to 13 up until then I think the Browns pull away late.
1: I was going to go 24 13. Look at that. All right, Schwabi, final word on the Browns game this week against the Bears. <laughs> uh
4: if I got to pick a score I'm going to pick something weird like 23 16
2: cuz So a Let's go. Score gummy going. Score <laughs> not
4: quite a score but yeah, give me uh
2: yeah. give me a 29
4: to 11. I don't All right, perfect. Before. Oh, perfect. let's go. Yeah. 11, there's a, 11. there's a, a Twitter account that for Scorigami that every score, it'll tweet out yes. if it's Scorigami or not.
1: Yeah,
6: listen. Uh,
4: apparently, Pete Carroll is a big fan of Scorigamis, and if they're close, he will specifically try to go get it, which is like such <laughs> a Pete Carroll move, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he has a guy that. That he
4: checks with on Scorigamis. <laughs> That's how you know you're established. You have a Scorigami <laughs>
2: You see, uh, Sean Payton had two of them. He had the one against the Browns. I forget the score that was, uh, but then he also had the seventy to twenty game against the Dolphins.
4: I mean, that's got to be right. If you are, if you put seventy on the board, you've earned a dang score, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: So yeah, is that it... is weird 2 You're right. Two in one year. Unless you're
2: the second team to get lost or beat by seventy to twenty points. that that's, 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 You don't, even, you don't even get a score, got me from that. <laughs>
4: but no, I think the Browns win. I think it's a little bit of a nuisance game, but I I'd be surprised if they went ahead and lost this one. And yeah, I think we're playing Wouldn't playoff be,
0: football.
1: I, I, Wouldn't that be great <laughs> if we we're all sitting here talking next week and the Browns are nine and five.
3: That'd be awesome. It's, because it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be great. Swabby um, be before we let you go. Yeah. All right. So, I, 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 I have one more thing that I, I need to bring up and I don't know if this is a story you can tell or not, but I have oh, to boy. ask. I have to ask, Uh-oh. our mutual friend Eric Hewitt uh decided to uh you know tweeted at me and wanted to ask uh can we discuss the Ben Broussard cheeseburger game? What what exactly <laughs> it, it happened in this Ben Broussard cheeseburger game? <laughs> does <laughs>
4: does
6: that, know, have, but, to stay, so does that have to
4: stay in the story. vault? You brought up story, and I'm immediately thinking. It's going to be this one. It's going to be that one. <laughs> I would, you gave me a thousand guesses. I would not have come up with uh, Ben Broussard. <laughs> uh, you want the Ben Broussard story? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So I cannot remember the year, but it had to be early in the rebuild, the pre Eric, the Eric Wedge rebuild. I don't know. It's got to be like 02 or 03 or something like that. And they're playing the Yankees. And uh, the Yankees are. Dragging us, and there's if you back then, I think it's probably still this way, but it was way way worse then because the the Indians were bad. The Yankees game was filled up with Yankees fans, they were everywhere. So, anyway, Ben Broussard's at the plate, tribe's getting dragged. Yankee people are giving Cleveland people the business in our own yard. And they put a note up on the scoreboard, and it said something like, It was about Ben Broussard because he's at the plate. He said he wanted to study nursing, and uh, like, the Yankee fan, I mean, I, I was in the, the press, or the broadcast booth, actually, the press box stores, but you, our windows are open, you can hear everything. The Yankee people are just ripping Broussard, because, I mean, we're, we're at a baseball game. What does it have to do with nursing? And this is nothing against nursing. My wife is a nurse. So, I, I, you know, some, of the, some of the hardest working people, by the way, you've ever seen in your life. But it's like, that doesn't really seem... You know, like Jason Davis once wrestled a deer and broke his neck. You can put that on a scoreboard. (laughs) Maybe, maybe take down that one. So I called a guy. I know I called somebody. I knew in the scoreboard. I'm like, the Yankee people are ripping him. Do you have to put that up? Can you put anything up? I don't know. Like he likes to eat cheeseburgers or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be down the next time he stepped to the plate likes to eat, cheese likes to eat cheeseburgers
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Apparently Bruce Soren saw it. He's like I don't even like cheeseburgers. <laughs> and I'm like first of that's all, that's why you I never met it. it. And I look at Kevin Keene, I'm like
2: they actually put that up. <laughs> that's a lot of power.
4: Well, after that I'm like I can't believe that. I'm like I was kind of like kidding. I didn't expect that to go anywhere. <laughs> so I immediately like the net, this caused a stir obviously with with some folks and i was really hoping the next day like my friend didn't get in trouble who i called that worked out and i'm like well this wasn't a shot at anybody it was just like in the moment like this game is going really bad and now these fans just ripping on everybody. Like, can you just change that to something else <laughs> is essentially what it was but then it got changed and then that turned out to be actually worse so yeah, this I'm like 20 years removed from that, but that's kind of my recollection of the story.
5: Okay. Oh my god.
4: Likes to eat cheeseburgers, <laughs> and then he doesn't even like them. Who doesn't like a cheeseburger?
1: Right. Yeah. Who doesn't like cheeseburgers? Yeah. That's it's why Ben Broussard never made it. That's why Scoring you know, never yeah. took off. He
4: was a great dude. He was a great dude. I liked. I liked Ben. Traded to the Reds, I think, in the Chew deal. Yeah.
1: I think that was yeah.
4: it. Yeah. 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 He Good was great. First he was-
1: just didn't hit. He was great at hitting home runs or hitting grand slams. He was excellent with the bases loaded and then never, and no other time. No other I forgot about that. Dude was a grand slam machine. And that was it. That was it. So yes. All right. Mark Schwab, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to let you go. Uh, This has been a blast. It was exactly what we hoped it would be. We had a great time talking about the Browns with you. Uh, And again, here on the garage beers podcast, we talk everything. So we talk baseball and basketball and football and everything. So, uh, maybe as the baseball season rolls around, we'll get back in touch and uh, have you come Always on and talk about the guardians in the upcoming season. So Schwab, go That'd follow Mark point. Schwab. Yeah. Go follow Mark Schwab on Twitter at Mark Schwab. Uh, make sure you tune in to W O I O where he is a sports anchor over there. Uh, and just uh, everywhere, everywhere sports is going on. You can find Mark Schwab. Schwab, thank you so much for joining us here on garage beers tonight. Thanks guys. Cheers. 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 Schwab. Cheers buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Mark Schwab. Oh man. He, that was great. Yeah, That was great. Yeah, it was awesome. That brings the energy that, you know, sometimes you need somebody to bring the energy. Schwabi brings the energy, man. He was great. Uh, so shout out again, go follow Mark Schwab on Twitter at Mark Schwab, uh, and, uh, Cleveland. Well, another one of those people that we're just lucky to have here covering sports in Cleveland is Schwabi. Uh, so boys, that's gonna do it for the Browns talk. That's gonna do it for our interview with Schwab. Uh so let's take a little break here in the middle and talk about one of our favorite segments of the week, which is our asshole of the week. Uh and so let's go around and talk about somebody who's just been an asshole this week. Uh Joey, you got like a shit eating grin on your face. So the what you're thinking.
2: The throne that is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is being torn down piece by piece. I love it. I, you know, like I feel like there's always like a perception of a team when they're up and coming because the Chiefs were in a tough spot for a few years. Patrick Mahomes comes in as the savior of this organization. Everyone in football is rooting for him. And then, you know, they've been successful for a long time at this point, numerous years. And now we're at the point where it's just like, this dude's a bitch. He is a horrible (laughs) bitch. I mean, like the amount of, just unnecessary emotion for the Kadarius Tony penalty was that last night or Sunday night? Sunday night, yes, uh, or Sunday afternoon uh, is just pathetic, dude. Like, I, I just have never seen. There was a great, there was a great like post that someone posted um, where it was their Super Bowl game against the Eagles, where there was a pass interference not called uh, uh, against, or there was a pass interference called against. The Eagles, uh, that essentially led them when the game was tied at 35 to winning the Super Bowl. So, we didn't complain about the officiating then, but you complained about it on this play. He, he was just like immediately in the handshake, like pitching to Josh Allen about the call, and then immediately oh, that, was, it, that was just classless, absolutely classless.
1: I do want to, uh, this was my favorite, so I want to make sure this gets played. Uh, yeah, because this was great. Huh? I don't hear anything.
3: That's terrific podcasting.
2: Yeah, great podcast. There's nothing what is, happening.
3: What is that? There's I mean, no I idea. see the you video, but I don't hear anything.
1: You guys don't can you hear me talking? I can hear you talking, but I can't hear oh, the maybe phone. maybe my microphone's drowning it out. It says Patrick Mahomes right after the game is over and it's a clown with a really high voice.
2: <laughs> it's just I mean, you just you just don't you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I, nah. I don't want to tell people how they should react in the situations, but like it was an egregious offsides. Apparently he was warned four different times in the games for being, Kadarius Tony was um warned four different times in the games for being lined up offsides. And so it's, it's, it's a mental error. And like, you have to chalk that up as your team did not execute well in that play. They executed everything else about that play except the start. Sucks. You're an asshole.
1: At all right. So motors. the the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes gets the asshole of the week from Joe. Yep. Chad, what about you?
3: Um, I'm going to go with motorcycles that have to rev their engines under bridges.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, I've gone the other side. I love that.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, 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 like we all. Well, actually, no. You know what? I'm going to switch it up because uh, I had another one of uh, another thought too. Uh, guys who have to blast their systems while they're getting gas, mm. like, 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 I don't know. Like, is it really that cool if you have your '93 Cutlass Sierra with with like the suspension just almost falling off because you got just like a 90 pound subwoofer in your trunk? Like, like, is that is that is it really necessary for everybody to know that like you're blasting little Wayne while you're pumping 87 into your tank? Like, I, I don't know. Is is that necessary?
1: You don't I have know, to know you gotta look over, you gotta look over and be like, ah, this is 93, bitch. This yeah. is 93. And,
3: and then you lean against the car like fucking Billy Madison showing up at high school and with Ario speed wagon blasting, like they just get like, Oh, you think you're so cool. Yeah no yeah 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 so like if you blast your system while you're pumping gas something's wrong with
2: you you know they have every screw billy every screw (laughs) and bolt on that truck or car is just absolutely loose ready to fall out from those subs zip
1: tied zip tied -tied. out of the muffler
3: (laughs) for sure for sure
1: (laughs) definitely zip tied muffler (laughs) all right all right, so that's a good one, Chad. Uh, I'm I'm going to be lame, and I'm sorry that I'm going to be lame, but Joey, my asshole of the week, 100% was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, 100%. No. I saw somebody say this. I saw somebody put it so well, and I couldn't agree more. This is the Steph Curry throwing his mouth guard moment. This
2: Ooh. was when Steph
1: Curry turned into a villain, when Steph Curry turned into the guy that nobody rooted for anymore. Everybody rooted for Steph that wasn't in Cleveland before he did that. And then he chucked his mouth guard and hit some poor sap. Poor sap that had courtside seats to game six in the final. So he wasn't that poor of a sap. But he hit some dude at courtside in game six of the finals, a game that I'm proud to say. It was like I was a happy. kid, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. So was I. Uh, I was no, there too. It wasn't no, nature. it wasn't a kid. It, but I was no, getting was paid to be there. It was like it was like a it was like a young man. Uh uh, but that's this moment for Patrick Mahomes. Because I do think uh, what and this was this is gonna move us into our next because I do want to go a little bit around the NFL and we'll do a little jacket <clears throat> jacket's talk, a little calves talk, and then we'll do our commercial thing. But uh, what what are we doing? What is happening that you are not only are you going ballistic about the most obvious call? And listen, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are right, but they're also very wrong. From an officiating perspective, and as somebody who has done it, yes, when a player looks at you and checks with you to see if they're on the line, you will give them the courtesy to say, oh, you're over, back up, back up, or if you need to be on the line, move forward, move forward. You'll give them the courtesy if they look at you and do that. Kadarius Tony didn't do it. And you even saw it in another game. I think it was the commander's game, Terry McLaurin. It looked like he looked at the ref, but he like pointed at him and then looked away. And the ref was like, you need to move up. And McLaurin didn't move up and they got a a penalty. Like the video, the the photos of that offside penalty are so egregious. And it it all stems, it's so results-based. The play wound up at a touchdown. It was a crazy play. A pass to Travis Kelsey who threw it back to Tony. Tony scores a touchdown. Oh, that was great. It was crazy. Just because it called that play back doesn't mean it was a bad call or anything. And then I see these people go online and be like, how could the refs call this? And I'm like, are you guys looking? Look Look at Rasheed Rice on the other side of the field because he's lined up on the line of scrimmage where he's supposed to be, and he's two yards behind. Where Kadarius Tony was lined up. Two yards. It's the most outright. Like the fact that people got mad about this is outrageous. And the fact that that Patrick Mahomes um acted the way he acted on the sideline, they show him mouth and we're playing our asses off out here. And you make that call. We're yeah. playing our asses off. And then he's complaining to Josh. What is Josh Allen supposed to say in that situation? Man, I can't believe they called that. That was Yo, dead bar, terrible. Sucks to be you. Uh, oh, man. That, yeah, that's really sad you. for you. Oh, God. And then, he, and then he doubles down in his press conference. Uh, total asshole. This is Patrick Mahomes' heel turn, uh, to use a wrestling phrase. Yeah. What a bitch that he acted like total bitch moves is what Patrick Mahomes acted like. He's the asshole of the week. What's that?
2: Did you see that, thing, see that thing where Schwab had like a thumbs up, like thought bubble?
1: I saw yeah, one. What was
2: that? I saw one. What once. was that? I thought it was because he what had thumbs that? up. I'm trying to put my thumbs up now. Maybe it's my thumb too. Chubby, maybe one of you, maybe you one the people
1: even, did it.
3: Yeah. Well, Joey, just blow bubbles and then put your thumb above it. Maybe that, like, maybe that'll make it better. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna some guess. Guess on The people mouth. did
6: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are our assholes of the week. Again, I do want to do a little quick around the NFL because uh, some big news. Uh, It got reported today that uh, it appears as though Bill Belichick's tenure in New England is done. It appears as though they are moving on from Bill Belichick. uh, The report says there's nothing Belichick can do at this point to save his job. Um, And guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I like it from a New England perspective. Sure. Sure. I know what Bill Belichick has done for that organization. I know the success that he's had, but that doesn't mean you don't know when it's time to cut ties. And for an organization that is having to do things a different way now, and they're going to have to learn to do things uh, with, with young players and new players, and they're going to have a high draft pick and they're going to have to rebuild this organization. I don't think Belichick's that guy. I don't think he's that guy. I, I I think he's a great coach. I think he's perfect for what they had for two decades. Uh, but I don't think he's perfect for what they're doing now. I I applaud uh, New England for making the decision to say, listen, this is not the time for Bill Belichick in New England. Belichick to the Chargers? It's not the time for him there. Oh, God. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to, to think because he, he's, he's not going, going to be
0: Brandon
3: Brand. Staley to Bill Belichick. You know, Bill Belichick is made more for like Navy. Like that's not that, like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I saw Somebody it, said a, it in the yeah. comments. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're we'll <laughs> oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. Like that's, that's where his, that's where Bill Belichick is like, that's that's where he belongs now. Like it's, it's not to say, I, you know, I don't think the game has passed him by. I think he's still, I mean, he's, he's obviously a legendary coach. This isn't like a, them moving no, on from okay. him. Isn't like a legacy ruin ruining thing. No. I, I, I just think the NFL is totally different now from, from what he was, from, from who he is. And I just, yeah, I, I just, if you, if you, if he still still wants to continue coaching, Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably the place for him. I think coaching young, younger kids, uh, is probably the place for him. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 there's, like I said, no legacy ruining thing. Like Bill Belichick's always going to be a legend and there's just no hard feelings. It's just, it's, it's time to move on. That's it. That is plain and simple. All good things must come to an end and it's, it's Belichick's time.
1: Boys, as I said, uh, going around, and we talked about this a uh, little bit with Swabi, but, like, also in the NFL this weekend, the Chiefs go down. Yeah. Again, the Buffalo Bills have looked fallible all year. Uh, the Dolphins go down to the Tennessee Titans at home. Yeah. I don't know Shocking. what that was, except for the fact that I think the Titans maybe gave you a roadmap on the Dolphins uh, because, whoa, uh the the Steelers lose to that Bill Belichick led uh New England Patriots team uh again if you're a Browns fan especially after this weekend I don't know that there's a team uh, the only team right now that I'm looking at going uh that might be the favorite right there and I fucking hate to say it but it's the Baltimore Ravens Oh and yeah and even and they had a tough time with the Rams but I again I think the Rams are a pretty those damn good, good team right now Rams right yeah, are good For sure. right now. yes uh, I don't know like this just right now, the gauntlet that we kind of thought was there. I don't, I don't know if it's there. I don't know. I don't know if the AFC playoff gauntlet is necessarily what it seemed like.
2: No, nah, I mean, if you don't get the first seed, you definitely don't want to draw the Ravens in your first matchup, um, which would be the second round probably because they would probably get the first seed. But, uh, I, I think you said earlier in the show that the chiefs are a totally beatable team with this Browns roster. I think the bills would be a really tough challenge i think if the secondary is healthy i think the dolphins are manageable if we don't have denzel ward i think that's a very tough game um but yeah there's there's not a whole lot else in the afc right now the dolphins can't beat good teams the chiefs offense
3: is broken uh and then everywhere else you look i mean who Else, uh, who's, uh, I mean, who's I mean, I mean, the Bills the a- have to be the next, right? Who's, who's leading the AFC South? I, I don't even know who's leading the AFC South because the Jags, yeah, the Jaguars, the uh, you, you just beat the Jaguars, so uh, yeah, no, the gauntlet isn't there. I mean, outside of the Ravens, the, the, the gauntlet is not there,
1: yeah, it's the Ravens. Uh, and man, uh, uh, I hesitate to do this because I, I don't want to be Mr. like a hindsight guy, but god damn it, these injuries with the Browns. Yeah. Cause like oh, I'm yeah. looking at the way this AFC is falling out and I'm like, if the Browns imagine, imagine. And again, I know we talked about Deshaun Watson a little bit negatively before, but imagine if Deshaun Watson got a shit together after that Ravens game and really took off. Imagine Nick Chubb isn't hurt. Imagine, uh, you've, you've got these pieces in place. Imagine your offensive line is relatively intact. Maybe just one of your tackles is healthy. Uh, imagine where we would be talking about the Browns going with right. the way the AFC is shaken out.
2: Listen, because they,
1: well, they'd they be in the run for the, for for first place in the division. If they weren't there already,
2: Ravens don't have an easy schedule to finish here. They, they no. have the Jags, which I know we no, have a horrible them. schedule, but like the Jags are a good team. they have the 49ers after that, the dolphins after that. And then you end on the Steelers, which is, you know, will be competitive, but who knows who's slinging the ball for the Steelers at that point. Uh, they they might scrap two wins out of that. Boys,
3: we've come Boys. this far with all the adversity that we've faced. So there's just one thing left to do.
1: Yeah, do it. Do it. Say it.
3: Win the do it. whole fucking thing, baby.
1: Let's yes, go! let's go! Let's, let's go! go. Let's, go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, listen, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out, but the Browns' destiny is right in their hands. And it starts this week against the Chicago Bears, and the Browns have to continue to be one of the best home teams in football. And I don't think there's a reason to think they won't do that. So, uh, all right, boys, let's get off of football a little bit. Uh, uh We've gone around the horn with the NFL and the Browns and all that stuff. I want to talk about a couple of things that we haven't spent a lot of time on uh, recently, but we're, we're mid season in two areas. We're mid season in hockey and we're mid season in basketball. And I want to talk about both those areas just a little bit as we just kind of go around the horn with our local teams and then even a little bit around the leagues. And I want to start with hockey because, uh, guys, we have to talk about this. One of the most ridiculous situations that I think I've ever seen play out in a hockey game, played out in a Blue Jackets game this weekend. The Blue Jackets and our our good buddy here, uh, former voice of the Monsters, now the current voice of the Florida Panthers, uh, Doug Plagans and his crew, uh in a, uh, a, a game against the blue jackets um a horrendous penalty against the blue jackets eric eric goodbranson where he gets boarded in in one of the worst hits you're going to see like it is the epitome yeah. of a bad hit clearly it pisses him off I, I i love the fire goodbranson showed goodbranson continued to instigate throughout the rest of the game until he got kicked out of the game uh and when all was said and done, Chad and Joe good Branson's the only guy that winds up with a suspension out of the whole thing. Good Branson gets suspended suspended for a game and the dude that literally shoved his face into the boards in a completely illegal and dangerous hit gets nothing. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's outrageous.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah. A hundred percent outrageous. I mean, when you're coming after a guy like that and, and, and his head is down. His head is clearly down as they're going back into the trapezoid and he still puts a hit on him. I mean, cousins is known for being that kind of rat, that kind of instigator, that kind of Brad Marchand role uh, for this Panthers team. He still, he still pushes him from behind and 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 puts his head right into the boards. Good Branson lays there for a minute, kind of collects himself and then just get up and gets up and goes ballistic. And you know, the, the kind of bullshit thing here with the NHL, Yes. You know, Gabranson's reaction was, was probably overboard, right? He still should have gone nuts. He still should have gone ballistic. He still should have like sought penance for this uh, because it was just an absolute bullshit hit that, that cousins put on him. But yeah, he, but the continuation of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why he had the hearing, but the fact that cousins did not get anything, did not even have a hearing with the player safety committee is is bullshit. And, and that brings about a bigger issue is that the consistency in the NHL with these, with these hits from behind is just not there. Like, how do you know what's a penalty and what's not? Uh, And and you just don't, because there's been a couple other hits uh, so far this year that have either been called a penalty or not a penalty. And it's just the, the, the officiating has been, has been very like terrible. It's, it's, it's been terrible. And and I, and I just don't get it. But uh, getting back to this situation. Yeah. I mean, if you, You you, God! If you've competed at any level, from high school on up, when you know something dirty happens to you, you're going you're going to go nuts, right? So uh, yeah, I mean the the the, the fact that people had a problem with you know Gabranson's overreaction, yeah, no, I mean you're you're trying to hurt me, you are trying to hurt me. Fuck you, dude! I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fair. like, like it's it's any anybody for uh, any any of the three of us would blow our top if if something like that happened to us. So yeah, it's it's it, it was it was an absolute dirty bullshit play that uh, that that deserved a lot more attention than than what it got, and and the fact that Gabranson is. I, I'm glad he's only uh, suspended for a game, uh, which I think is probably right. Because like I said, I mean, he, 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 just kept, it. he kept it going. Yeah. It. Like if, like if he just would have, if he just would have done what he did, like from the start, from when he jumped up, like fine, like no, no big deal. But the fact that he kept going, I understand it, but.
2: But egregious yeah. boarding you know, plays but, but, deserve an expen- a one game suspension as well. One game though.
1: hundred percent. And they say it, the, the, the old adage is, the person that the person that retaliates is always the person that gets you know caught that is in game that is the person that retaliates usually gets penalized in game but now we're talking about the nba or the nhl and and like their player safety committee and all that stuff you're going back and watching the film from this so the fact like in game the player that retaliates gets punished fine but after the game, when, you're, when your competition committee and your and your player safety committee and all that stuff get together to determine what's going on, they don't get it right. They didn't get this right. No. They didn't get this right. There should be much more of a stink about this out of Columbus, from the Jackets, from everybody. There should be much more of a stink about this. The fact that that dude did not get penalized outside of a penalty, the fact that that dude is not suspended, the fact that Branson who got his head smashed into a wall in a completely dangerous play is the only dude that walks away from the situation with a suspension is outrageous. That is outrageous.
3: Well, yeah. And another bullshit thing too, is like, you know, one of the comments that the the player safety committee came out with was uh, uh, don't, don't take matters into your own hands, bitch. If you're not going to, I'm going to one of the beautiful parts about hockey is the fact that it polices itself. So if you're not going to uh, give him the gate or penalize him for this, like, uh, like uh, give him a major, at least it, it, I, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Sorry. Uh, uh, figure it out. NHL, yeah. Uh, uh, player safety committee and officiating figure it out because that was bullshit.
1: Agreed. hundred percent. Agreed. So uh, I don't know anything else you want to talk about with <laughs> the jackets are in last place in the division. Uh, they oh. are, you know, what, what surprised me, Chad? Hmm. The jackets are one of the best, one of the top half teams in scoring goals in the NHL. Yep. They're 11th in the NHL in scoring goals, yep, and they are 31st in giving up goals. When will this change, guys? <sighs> when will this change? You're it's not scoring goals that's a problem. This team gives up goals over the last several years now with the worst of the teams in hockey. They are the worst defensive team. They are the worst goaltended team. when you put it all together, they are the worst on the defensive end in hockey. They are the worst. And, and that is over the course of the last three years. What is going, why can you not figure this out?
3: You know, it's the thing with it is it's, it's a little, it's confusing, right? Because on paper, right the moves that Yarmol made are kind of, are are you could see it. I mean, you could see he is just trying. He is trying to make this team a competitor, right? He is trying to make this team, a, 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 not a, not a Stanley yeah. cup contender, but he's trying to get this team uh, back to the playoffs. And you feel the urgency from Yarmo when he makes these type of yes. moves you know, overpaying for, for a Severson, which again, in a market like Columbus, you are going to have to overpay. I mean, it's kind of a lot like the Browns were there for a while, you know, until you start winning, you are going to have to overpay to attract free agents here. Um, And it just turns out, it's just, I don't think he saw, he saw what these guys have done in the past in their careers. And obviously that's all you have to go off of when you're a GM, but I don't think he thought through what that would look like on the ice with this current roster because it's just it's not working <laughs> it's not working with this current yeah. roster and because you because the moves that he made like I said these guys are talented guys they've proven they have they have proven careers that they've been they've been producing throughout their NHL careers but it's just I don't think he thought of how it would look with them together in lines on the ice so I, I I think he was like right now with them being last in the division it's looking more like panic moves from Yarmo just to try to get this team to a, to be in playoff contention and B to save his job. So yeah, it's just, it's ugly right now in CBJ
1: land. Of course I got <laughs> I to gotta, I gotta throw it back to Mark Schwab for a minute because there's a great interaction going on on Twitter right now between Schwabi and your buddy. What was his name? Eric Hewitt. Eric Hewitt. <laughs> yeah. They're talking right now about the cheeseburger story. <laughs> Hewitt says, Hey, talk about cheeseburger game. And Schwabi goes, of all the stories to bring up. And Hewitt says, I'm sorry, I had to. I saw you were on and it was needed. He hit a home run to win the game when that got put up. we <laughs> had a game-winning homer in that oh, game. Oh, a and crucial goes, detail. Yeah, Schwabi goes, I didn't remember that. And Hewitt goes, hundred percent And then Cheeseburger in Paradise was the song of the homestand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's way more legendary. Now it was a legendary story.
1: That yeah. elevates it burger boys. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right. I want to get to our last thing. So uh, again, uh, we're going to have our buddies on. Uh, we'll have our buddies on soon from the chase down podcast, Justin and, and Carter to talk a little bit more in depth on the Cavs. Cavs lost again tonight to the Boston Celtics. Although this was a much better game. Uh, the Cavs were in it until the very end and the Celtics kind of pulled away. Uh, but I did. I was going to talk a little calves, uh, but health issues have been an issue. Karis Levert finally back. That made an impact tonight, but Evan Mobley's still out. Uh, they were playing better there for a while, but they got smooshed by the magic. And then they got beat by the Celtics tonight. Uh, the Celtics remain the only unbeaten team in the NBA this season. Uh, so I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to go into a lot of, I don't feel like I'm going to go into a lot of uh, Cavs talk uh, tonight. Uh, or NBA talk or whatever. It's already ten fifteen, And Chad, you've been itching to do this last segment. You, so explain, explain your motivation here. You've been itching to do this last segment.
3: I don't know. I just figured anybody who's still watching right now can vote on this, but I, I went down a rabbit hole the other day <laughs> of just ridiculous, like just, just over the top, stupid, like local public access commercials. And I just figured maybe we could find, one or two, and 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 play them on the show tonight, and see if anybody listening or, or watching can uh, vote on like what the best one is. <laughs> so that's, and I like I found some good ones, guys, and I just, <laughs> I, I I wanted to play them on the show and get like I don't know, just kind of react to them because it's just it's these are just so these
2: fucking, are these are cringy
3: these are cringy like hilarious commercials, and I, I cannot wait
1: to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: these
1: reactions all right so again i don't know what the hell i'm doing here so i'm gonna i'm gonna just try to share some screens yeah and see what happens play butt but chad, first. chad you gave me two examples yeah i gave two examples joe you gave one example so there's gonna be five examples and we we want votes we want to know and we want to know your thoughts on just terrible local commercials Chad's gonna start us off with this very strong example here. Yeah. Let's see if it works.
3: Say, so hopefully you're playing butt drugs.
1: Do you guys see it? I don't. Uh, no, you got to pull it into the stream. Here I can pull it in. Oh yeah, pull it in. All right, is it is it there? Yep. Here we go. All right, here you go.
3: There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by, and in little old court in Indiana, they're happy
6: and they'll tell you why, they got butt drugs, (laughs) they love butt drugs, (laughs) butt
2: drugs, butt drugs. I recommend butt drugs for everybody.
6: I can always count on butt drugs. When I think drugs, I think butt drugs. For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. You want hometown service and cheap hot coffee? And Son of a bitch!
3: Now that's the ticket. You can tell a Walmart, CVS, and Walgreens exactly where to stick it. We love butt drugs.
2: Butt drugs won't let you down. Free parking in the rear.
1: I love butt drugs. Oh, Chad! Oh, yikes, dude! Ch- Chad, Chad, I got a problem. <laughs> what? You know, I will tell you, free I have always the, thought that I, free parking in the always, no. I just realized something, and it makes me sad. Uh, I've always thought that was a real commercial. It's not. Oh, it's not. Damn it! No. But did you notice the two guys that worked at Butt Drugs? I don't know if you are fans of this, but I love this show. There is a podcast slash YouTube show or whatever called Good Mythical Morning. Okay. Oh. And the guy yeah, and, that, and was Rhett, yeah. that was Rhett. That was and Link from Good Mythical Morning. Oh, that was. I th- I, thought, I, I, re-
2: I saw Rhett. I didn't see yeah, Link in there. Oh. All right. Well. All
3: right. Well, the next one is I know for a fact is a real commercial. I know the yeah, next yeah, one I know I, for a fact is a real commercial
1: i loved it uh, uh i loved it anyways oh but, don't put me oh, as a closer
2: don't put me as a closer here
1: all right oh well i'll no, use okay. yours uh, i'll use yours third so uh joe okay. <laughs> are you ready to pull this thing back in i can do that for you all right pull it back in and let me know That's when we're it. ready, ready. All right here we go Just, i see butt drugs not playing oh is it not working Son of a no butt. yeah i think you're sharing the the butt drugs uh you know what I am? I'm so stupid with this. Why am I so stupid with this? you has
2: been doing this for like three years now. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Uh, hold on. We're, we're coming. Home life. I know. You got it. I believe in you. You would think You would think I'd be better at this. All right. Ready? Here it comes. All right. Put it in. She said. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She, All right. Are we ready? In. Yep. Kid,
5: <laughs> Would you like some drugs? The first one is free. Want to check out my van? I got some candy. Hey, kid. <laughs> want to join our gang? Ray painting under a bridge. It's Red and Link again. No, it's no, Red and Link come again. off, man. I'm going I just on. looked, it up. I just
3: looked it up. I'm so upset. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I want to
5: be wanna. a to.
2: Because we roller skate today, we will go to college tomorrow. Prison is full of people that have never roller skated. I'm Brad Armstrong, owner of Roller Kingdom in Reno, Nevada, keeping your kids off the streets since
0: 1999.
2: I say no to drugs. I say no to gangs.
0: I say no to unplanned pregnancy.
2: I say no to (laughs) men. I say no to refra. I say yes (laughs) to roller (laughs) skating.
5: Man, this World of Kingdom is really putting us out of business. You said it, man. This deal sucks.
2: But you know what? Maybe we should give up this life of crime and start... Rollerskating! Skating. Right. Chad.
5: So this was Chad. So oh, you've be- been by the internet, Chad. So this was a fail.
1: This was a, fail. Was a
5: fail. Chad. A fail.
1: Sorry. What in the hell, Chad? What? What? So You've you before. You can, we're, we're just playing. We're just playing ret and link commercials on our on our show all night. I, I hope you guys have ret and link commercials. I we're don't. I we don't can. have ret and link commercials. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so stupid. You put. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they were both <laughs> ret link put, videos. You put, you put two skits in it. Your whole idea was to put bad local commercials on here. <laughs> and you put you put two skits from a comedy group in here. I didn't know. I'd never heard of it's Red and before here. today. Before tonight. Oh God, Chad. Uh so good. Do you guys have right, do you guys Joey? Have, do you guys have Morgan and Morgan? Well, we're about to see Morgan and Morgan. Here's Joey's. Here's Joey's uh thing for this. You're muted. Why is there no sound? Oh God, that is muted. Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. When you hire Morgan, it's like bringing a Morgan to it Morgan fight. I'm John Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan
0: and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan 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 and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan So as my mom and dad would say, right before they tucked us in at night, Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and
4: Morgan and Morgan 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 Morgan
0: It's a family tradition. Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and
4: Morgan and Morgan and Morgan
1: and Morgan and Morgan and
0: Morgan and Morgan and Morgan.
1: And if you just want to say Morgan, that'd be great too. Wait,
0: wait, it's not yo, real did you just get, you
1: got bamboozled too. Am I the only guy that put real commercials on here? Maybe. I, I don't know
3: here. Uh, I'm about to send you a real one.
1: This is a real one. <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're no, no I, I, I chose the spoof no, option. No, because I, I win those commercials. I win. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You I win. win. Here's I got two. I got two. All right, what you got? I got a local Cleveland one. I got a local Cleveland one and I got a great all-timer. Are we sharing? No.
2: Now we are. Thanks. I think that's my job.
5: All right. Good news for people that have credit problems. Norton Furniture is here for you. Oh, no. Now, seriously, if you can't get credit in my store... You can't get credit anywhere. My name is Mark, and you can count on it. Oh my God! What I mean, that's just Mark's a classic. Hands?
1: That's just a classic. What happened to Mark's hands? Why are Mark's hand, why why are? He, <laughs> it's it's like his hands don't they just bend <laughs> at one spot and like his arms? Mark Norton is an all time classic if you're a Cleveland person and you don't love Mark Norton, you're missing out. All right. And then I, and then I went with a real commercial. This is one of the great local, it's not from here, all right. but great local access commercials of all time. You're I just get sent right you right. another
3: one too. That is real that right, I found.
1: I'll, I'll put it up. I'll put it up, but damn it. You guys, let's make sure we're not muted. Cause this one's great.
5: Living room, oh, yeah. rooms, Oh, yeah. You can find them at the market. We talking about flea market. Montgomery is just like, it's just like a mini mall. Oh, yeah. Come shop with us. I said flea market. Montgomery is just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey, you heard me. Come shop. <laughs> Living room, bedrooms, bedrooms. The- <laughs> we got it you need it you'll find it it's just like it's just like a mini mall hey hey you heard me come shop i said flea market montgomery it's just like it's just like a mini mall hey hey living rooms bedrooms dinettes oh yeah you can find them at the market oh my god his eyes Montgomery it's just like it's just like a mini a mini mall. mall hey hey don't stop Let's make it a dance. Come on now. To the left, out, oh. to the right. Oh. Now. Oh. Dance, hey, to the left, out, to the right. Out, Let's make this a dance. Flea Market, Montgomery. It keeps you it's just like, jumping. It's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Oh. I would and buy
3: everything from like this guy. This yeah. <laughs>
5: okay. Flea Market, Montgomery. It's oh, my just God. Like, it's just like it's just a like mini, mini Mall. mall. Let's dance. Flea market. Montgomery. It's I don't know like how
1: they afford it the like, time. Hey, Jesus saggy leather out. pillows.
5: Oh, yeah, I know what that like this. Come on now. Oh my god. Don't you just come on and say it? It's just like it's just like amen <laughs> hey, about am
1: Damn! Holy shit!
2: I should have played that in my okay.
1: fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, how about how about a real commercial? Here's a real one. A I sent you a real one because well, nah, yeah, I got up. Oh, this is going to be another. No, it's not. It's 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 <sighs> not. I promise you. Oh my I god, it was another red Link video. I authenticated it. I would die I. if, Rhett and, Link, if <laughs> Rhett and Link show up in this commercial. Oh when they
6: were, I'm gonna lose when my mind.
1: They showed up in the roller. Rink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a top top ten funny right. moment on this podcast. All right, all right. So Chad's been duped twice. Let's see if he can save himself. No,
3: him. this one's a real. This Let's one's see. gotta be real. This one has to be
1: real. Let's see if he can save himself. I'm not buying it until I see it. All right, there it is. I don't Let's see put it. That up there. Hold on, I'm go putting on, it on go there. Go All right, on, here we go. Here we go. go
5: Folks, I'm one hot, rugged rider with those hot prices at Carpet Clearance Warehouse. I just had to find a place to cool off. Yo, let's <laughs> oh! Oh, blow high-carpet prices right out of the water. No, no, not an enthusiastic, rugged rider. All I wanted to do is relax. No time-pouring, Billy. You've got to help me draw that high-carpet price. Okay, fine. Come on down to Carpet Clearance no, Warehouse. We're <laughs> It's
3: like the village wait, people did, are selling carpets. <laughs> wait, did that guy? Did that guy die? I don't. I don't know. he might have drowned. Right? I don't know, man. He might have he, drowned, he, carpet. He got dead? A Did he he drown
5: that guy? He he drown that
1: guy? Yeah. Come on, right, dude, so look down to While riders. I think the last, while I think the last twelve or so minutes of our show were very entertaining. I don't think anybody needs to vote on this because you two didn't, didn't include any real. Commercials. <laughs> well, Hey, to be fair, I thought it was real. <laughs> uh, I will say this That's all the matters. And I'm going to announce it publicly because Chad, you got to put this together. Chad next week, we're going to do the dramatic and the long awaited conclusion to our best sports movies of all time. <laughs> right, draft.
3: Fine. fine.
1: Which means I need you. I need you to put together the back half of that draft. My man, We'll do that next. We'll do that next okay. week. It's not a draft. It's a bracket. It's not a draft. It's a bracket. Sir, bracket. Sir. We we did the first half of the bracket like a month ago, and then we just oh, haven't no, done no, no. the other half of the bracket. Uh, it was more than a month ago. Oh, it was <laughs> oh. like all right. So last quarter, I will look. I will <laughs> last quarter. <laughs> we need to finish this quarter strong and on a high note, so we can bust into the next quarter on an all time. We did out. not meet our Q3 uh,
2: deliverables. Let me tell you that.
1: I want to talk to you guys about your about your uh <laughs> your QS reports. Uh TPS. I don't know what that means. Coming on the sun. TPS. Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right boys, let's get out of here. Let's do Love our bird, last thing. Fucker. <laughs> let's do our last thing, our last segment of the week and that is our three cheers of the week. And so uh Chad, why don't you lead us off?
3: Uh well, my cheers uh is 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 gonna wait. You guys do it. I'll think of my cheers.
2: I'll oh, go. Right. Uh there's a lot of tornadoes in the south. It's kind of wild. Uh, and sometimes you don't know if it's like national newsworthy tornadoes. So, like, I totally forgot to tell my family I was okay after Saturday's tornadoes <laughs> <went through> <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's really weird. Like, and don't worry, we were fine there's about a half an hour where the one that went through Nashville was like coming straight for us. And then about like 10 miles out, it just diverted North, which is we're super thankful and blessed for. Uh, but there is this group in Nashville and I'm sure Cle- hopefully Cleveland has them. I don't know if they just do it in Nashville, but it's like this uh, uh, profile called Nash severe WX. And they are like ex like national weather service people that full time just report when like severe weather happens down here and, like, they are so in-depth and so, like, like real. It's not, like, it's it's t- different than watching news podcasts. I don't know. You, you build up, like, certain types of, like, fears when that happens very frequently where you live. Uh, and they're great. Like, they guide you through the whole thing. Uh, they're very, like, forewarning of, like, hey, this is actually touching down, like, coming through your neighborhood, like, kind of thing. It's I don't know. It's a good peace of mind in a very stressful situation. Uh, so choose these guys that literally will do it At every hour of the night uh, Whenever there's some crazy shit going on down here uh, Doesn't mean anything they want in Cleveland But there's some good people down here Keeping people safe God bless you Oh
1: I had a sneeze I, oh, God. Hey Chad did you uh, Did you figure out the uh, Oh you son of a bitch Sean You son of a bitch What Sh- Sean in the comments says cheers oh, to yeah. beer basket. Mike, sorry. I'm keeping the guardians basket. Yeah. You horse's ass. My cheers goes to
3: that beer basket, baby. And can, and you know what?
1: My, you know what, Sean? Enjoy that guardians basket. You deserve it. You know what, Sean? I'm going to play in the golf tournament next or in, in the golf outing next year to support Ashland uh, softball. And then I'm never paying you your money. Yeah. Never paying you ever your money. again. That's how that's going to go. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds, Sean. Something to you, Sean, there. for
3: getting me my beer basket.
1: Preach Preach. 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 Wait, did Sean just get a cheers on the show? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So is back. that your official cheers? Because you well, had nothing. And,
3: and for Rhett and Link for duping me. <laughs> Way to go.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Twice. Great channel, twice. Twice, you is. stupid idiot. Oh, they are very funny. Very funny. Uh, all right. All right. So then that brings me to my cheer of the week. And for me, my cheer of the week, uh, boys, I know we do a little work. We do a little work covering uh, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. We do a little work covering the Columbus. We do a lot of work covering the Columbus Blue Jackets and talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets and interviewing Jackets and former Mm -hmm. Jackets and all that. We do a little bit of work down in that Columbus area. Oh. And the Columbus area won a title this weekend they won a championship i don't know if you boys watched that on saturday i I actually did it was thrilling the columbus crew are mls champions oh yeah cup champions the columbus crew take down lafc uh in in spectacular fashion and i i have to tell you my cheers doesn't just go to the crew And my cheers doesn't just go to the fans of the crew because it looked electric in that stadium, but my cheers also goes to that stadium, man. What a great beautiful built for the Columbus crew. And it looks like a place you want to be when there's a big game going down. It felt uh, there's a couple places. I think Seattle does it really well. I think Portland does it really well. There's a couple places, but the Columbus crew are certainly yeah. in on it, sure where it. American soccer feels like European soccer a little bit. And in Columbus, sure. it felt like a European big-time soccer match. The Columbus crew are MLS champions, and they get my chair. That is a great accomplishment. Wow. They've won three MLS Cups now. Uh, and uh, Columbus is rolling down there. The crew are a great organization, so shout out to them.
3: First soccer game I watched since the World Cup. Woohoo!
2: And then you guys should go to one sometime. I mean, yeah. they're they're a blast. I went to for sure. we have a a, a crew here a, a team here in Nashville, and they're just so fun. The teams yeah. are electric. The fan bases for the
1: MLS teams <laughs> are crazy. <laughs> We have a crew here. We just fucked it. We just said name them the crew. Whatever. Yes, okay. We like that yeah. name. That sounds and good. We also have the Nashville dead. crew. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Nashville,
6: uh,
3: <laughs> it's our crew. It's not your crew. Our crew. You guys you guys want to know when the next soccer game I'll watch on TV is? The World Cup. The next World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next that's the next soccer game I'll watch on TV. Yeah, that's stupid. I'll I'll go to a live soccer game. I've never been to before. I definitely want to go to Very a live fun. soccer game for sure. Yeah, tons of fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, Nashville News, uh, could the Chicago White Sox be moving to Nashville? That, oh, that is awesome. a
2: rumor. That would be that's awesome if Joey deal. just had oh Tim gosh. Anderson to go watch. Oh, it no, be- but that means I get the Guardians like five series a year. Yes, that would be great That's, for you, that's the it?
1: benefit. I wouldn't be a yeah, Nashville That's ideal. Fan. It will be the Nashville Stars, by the way. That would be the name of the team. Just and by, and by the way, the that man. means you don't have to be a fan of them. Like, oh, that's is, – is that oh, I still go to the games, though? but – was it? No, is that best case scenario or is it worst case scenario? Because you can't just all of a sudden become a fan of the white. It's still the White Sox. Yeah, you can't just I, be a fan of the White Sox.
2: Is Carrie you know, Underwood going to own them? Now, I would, I would go to non-Guardians games
1: and I would enjoy them. And I would no, probably going to games is one thing, but you wouldn't like root them on. You can't. You can't. You, you can't place. root on the White. It's the, the Stars white Sox.
2: versus the Yankees. I'm rooting for the Stars. The yeah. Stars.
1: That's a, ter- that's a bad Oh, but name. that's tough. Yeah. That's
2: tough. I see, because it's going to be central still. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. But,
3: yeah, like you wouldn't, yeah. Joey's going to become a big Yon Moncada fan. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not interested in... Uh, why teams name themselves after teams that already have the name? There's already uh, a start. The no, Dallas there's, there's exist.
2: Uh, nope. But it's... Nope. Right, nope. I'm not going to give you the whole Doesn't make sense. I don't
1: know it off the top of my head, but
2: there's a... a old like 19 or sorry 1800s like baseball organization in nashville that was the stars
1: it's the same that's the same thing as before the the dallas stars were even thought of it's the same thing as people said they should be the spiders and not the guardians oh well they, they already existed nah the dallas stars already exist pick a new name you're all stupid. right so stupid
2: it's you defending
1: the dallas
3: fight. yeah let's yeah, let's I keep do. talking about stuff that nobody gives a <laughs> fuck about.
1: all right we're getting out of here that's gonna do it for, <laughs> for episode 192 oh, uh no it's just like
2: a minimo
1: a minimo hey hey uh, all right uh that's gonna do it for us we are gonna get out of here for episode 192 thanks to everybody that joined us Big thank you to our special guest, Mark Schwab from WOIO and a guy that's been around covering Cleveland sports for a long, long time. Schwabby, we had a great time talking Browns with Schwabby, talking football with Schwabby. Go give him a follow. Thank you to the OBR, the Orange and Brown Report, the best place to get Cleveland Browns coverage week in and week out, day in and day out. Tomorrow night, it's OBR Weekly with Barry and Fred. Thursday night. It is all eyes on Cleveland with Brad Ward, and it all leads into Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. And then join the OBR for the post game show at 7:30 p.m. on Sunday night. And make sure you have subscribed to the OBR as well. Again, that's going to do it for us. For a Joey over in Nashville, Tennessee, at Garage Beers. Joe for Chad over on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers. Chad. I am Michael Keith at Garage Beers. Mike. Uh, until next week for episode 193. Thanks for joining us tonight. Or thank you for listening to us or watching us on demand later. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Cheers, everybody.